I'm quite sure that as you do a new process and I'm new to you and you're new to me that, you know, everybody's not quite on board with who I am yet as a person. So I just say to that, if you didn't vote for me, just kind of squint real hard, so I, I know who y'all Amen. <laughs> Amen. But I, I truly believe that we can do a good work if you give it a chance. Amen. And y'all know me already. I just love to hear that sound of laughter. Amen. I hope those sounds only get louder as our time together grows stronger. Amen. But I believe there's a word. Amen. Amen. Uh, for us today, I prayed a lot and thought a lot about a first message. Amen. Those of you who have your Bibles who can and would uh, stand with me as we read God's word from Luke chapter 13. Amen. We read from Luke 13, a very familiar passage of scripture talking about the fig tree. Yeah. The fig tree. If I say amen. amen. And I show my age because I always say turn in your Bible. I forget that we have the app. Yeah. Amen. I'm going to have to figure out a new language. Yeah. Amen. Luke 13, beginning with verse 6. He also spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, look for three years. I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? But he answered and said to him, sir, let it alone this year. Also until I dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit, well, but if not, after that, you can cut it down. God, we thank you for the reading of your word. We pray now that your spirit would move through me, that these thy people would hear a word, receive a word, be doers of your word. Let there not be any distractions in this place. Lord God, we want to be about your business. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I just want to share with you for a brief moment, the danger of not growing. The danger of not growing. And I'm going to take this out of my pocket. And y'all remind me that there's a pack of popcorn up here. Amen. And we're going to talk about it a little later. There's a danger in not growing. I think we could look at this text in a few different ways, but I think it's important and imperative in this season, in this hour, to look at growth. Amen. Amen. You know, I'm all about self-reflection. Mm -hmm. And too many times, people like to look outward at what everybody else is doing. Yeah. And what I want to talk about and deal with in this text, and I hope that every message I have going forward, it always deals with looking inward. Because we are not in competition with anyone. Yeah. Not as a, as a people, not as a church. You need to remember that. I think sometimes we get upset when we see other people around us 
achieving or getting things we think we should have and do things. And that can be even found evident here in this text. I really want to just touch on three things as we talk about growth. I want to touch on time, I want to touch on effort, and I want to touch on strategy. But let me pause for a minute and back up because I forgot to say something in my opening statement. And that is, I brought my family with me. Amen. Amen. So, that's, so that's really important. Amen. You, you've met many of them, uh, three of them before, but you have not met my youngest child, Cheyenne. She would raise her hand. Amen. And then you have not met my girlfriend Susan's youngest. Taylor would raise her hand. Amen. So I thank them for coming. And, you know, it's just one of those days, uh, Deacon Cummins, you ever been so happy that it, it just felt like you had gotten uh, half off at the Goodwill? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of one of those days. Amen. But back to my, to my story. Time, effort, and strategy. We're going to talk about that. One of the things that we got to look at when we're talking about growth is the time. We live in a society where people want things to happen what? Quick, fast. But I just remember if you want something that's worth something, you got to put in the time. You ought to see people get on their job. You done been there 15, 20 years. They want to make what you make, and they just got there. They want to be where you're at, and they just got there. Same thing kind of happens sometimes in our, in, our, in, our spiritual, in our spiritual walk. We just want God to move and do things, and we don't want to put in the time. You know, it's amazing to me. I, I tell people this all the time, and a lot of that has to do with not only the pastoral side of me, but the chaplain side of me, because you see so much when you see people in grief yeah. and when you see people in pain. Nothing moves a person that I've ever met in life more than pain. Yeah. And when people get backed up against the wall, pain doesn't always have to be physical, and grief doesn't always have to happen about death. So when you, for, for some reason, though, when people get, get in a place of pain, they want to pray and get closer to God like never before. Amen. They want to cry out. They want to plead. They want to read their Bible. And sometimes it's not even about somebody, somebody dying because I also deal with a lot of relational talk. Uh, uh, and, and, and some people, they, they, they really want to get close to God when they think somebody that they love about to leave them. You know, y'all, look, most of the songs in the blues, a lot of R&B songs, always pleading and begging for, to, to, to get somebody to come back that's about to leave. And, 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 and so that's sometimes how we act in prayer. We get to pleading and begging. Well, I'm asking you, how are you spending your time? How are you spending your time? When we talk about this fig tree, I think I wrote down a few facts. I want to get those out of the way real quick just so we can understand about this fig tree because a lot of the illustrations and parables in the Bible dealt with farming, and yet today very few know anything about farming. Yes, if the Bible was written today, we'd have to talk about social media and the Internet. Those would be the parables. But be it as it were, a fig tree, fig facts. Did you know that one half of a cup of figs has as much calcium as a half a cup of milk? Yeah, right, but everybody telling you milk does the body good, that's what they told you when you were born, but now if you go to the doctor, most of them telling you shouldn't even be drinking milk. 
Yeah, because humans are the only adults that drink milk. You don't see adult cats, cows still drinking milk. You don't see adult cats or adult dogs drinking milk. Yeah. Matter of fact, if I threw out a trick question, most of you would respond milk without thinking. What do cows drink? <laughs> Absolutely not. They drink water. They drink water. Figs have more fiber than prunes. Ram Jones, I don't know if I should say this or not, but it's quite comical that I had a younger minister friend post this on social media the other day that he wanted to go through a dietary change. So he drank 24 ounces of prune juice prior to going to bed. I'm going to leave that alone. Four ounces might have been a 24 ounces. Oh, uh, but prunes have more potassium than a banana. They made their first commercial debut in 1892 with the Fig Newton cookies. That's the importance, how impactful figs are. So then how much more powerful is it that when in this text the writer says, if it's not producing, cut it down. How much time do you want to keep spending on something? And this is relative to you. I don't think we can sit up here and say give something three months, six months, or whatever. You need to kind of figure that out. But some of you are investing a lot of time into something and you're not getting back out of it a, a, a desired result. We were talking yesterday about a relationship and using it, uh, we, we related it to stocks. And we said, how long do you want to keep investing in a bad stock yeah. and you keep losing money? Amen. Trying to help somebody. Yeah. Y'all yeah, yeah, think that you can just keep dating somebody longer and they're going to get better? Yeah. A, a lot of times you just get more of the same or it goes downhill. Yeah. I'm not saying people can't change. I'm just saying that once you get to a certain age, you better start realizing that that's who that person is. So time. How much time are you going to keep investing into a dead tree? And use that word uh, interchange it with certain things in your life. What is dead in your life that you keep feeding? See, 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 there's something wrong when you, uh, my mother told me this story the other day. This was the craziest thing I ever heard. Somebody had fake flowers in their house. When you enter into the house, you know how people like to spruce things up. You walk in and boom, you either got, you know, the seasonal look or whatever, some flowers. They had the fake flowers. This particular person would water them. <laughs> Yeah, that just hit me in my spirit because it goes right into this story. How long are you going to keep watering dead flowers? They're not dead flowers, they're fake flowers. But you're watering them. I don't know what you think the result is going to be. But the challenge that I'm giving to you is this. I bet you if we did a poll, somebody in here is watering something. That's either dead or not real. And you're putting time into it. 
All right, let, let, let's, move, let's move a little bit then to effort. And with the time thing, I want you to understand that most things are a marathon and not a sprint. But let's look at effort. You know it takes some effort to go get some water and put on fake flowers. That's effort. How much effort are you putting into your situation? If you want to grow spiritually, how much effort are you putting in it? Reading the daily bread is good. But it takes about three minutes to read one for the day. And that's good. That's good for, that's the equivalent of taking a vitamin. But a vitamin is not going to fill you up. I already think I heard somebody talk about eating snacks and meals. So think about if you're just eating snacks and not eating your meal. You're going to constantly be hungry. You're not putting forth the effort, but then you want a result. There's a danger there. Because what you put in life is what you get out of it. I try to tell my daughter these strategies when she does sports. I said, what you put into practice is what shows up and is evident on the field or on the court or whatever you're playing. You can't just, but that's what happens with athletes today. They don't want to put in the time and then they don't want to give you the effort, but then they want to go before the coach and say, hey, I want to start. Why I ain't starting? Oh, that's not hitting you? You don't like the athletic analogies? Let me talk about the church. I was trying to avoid that. Oh, you got church folk that just want to show up in two weeks at the business meeting. We ain't seen you at Bible study. Ain't seen you at church. But all you drive 75 miles to get to a business meeting because you want to add your two cents. Don't know what's been going on. Don't really care what's going on. You just want to come vote no for no reason. Just because, just because you can. That's problematic. Because your effort is not there with the total vision of what the church is trying to do. Come on, somebody. So, so we, 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 that's called slacking. You can't be a slacker and think that you're going to get the best result. I tell you what, you got a lot of people who get a gym membership and don't go. My bank will call me and say, has somebody stolen your card? Because we see it's being at the the gym membership. So y'all missed that one. Y'all missed that one. I tried to get away with that one. But you can't just join the gym. You got to go. Do you know how many people joined the gym in January? I mean, everybody signs up. They have people that are out there in the hallways signing people up. They normally just got one person behind the desk. But they'll have people in the hallways because there's so many people who want to sign up because it's January, new resolution. Then by February, they're not going because they don't want to put in the effort. You realize that you've got to, you can no longer look at the weights. You actually got to get under them. It's some people in here right now got a Peloton and they're using it for, for their clothes. <laughs> I, you got to get on it. You got to put forth effort. Amen. 
It's the same thing with the church. If you look around and you see empty seats, you got to say, well, why are the seats empty? And what effort have I put in to fill them? See, this is going to hurt. We talk about going around the community, and some of us then left people at home. Yeah, you, you, you know, the younger generation, it bothers me. I posted because I try to teach younger ministers who's coming up behind me. I believe it's my duty. And I said, your first real ministry is at home. If your ministry at home fails, you cannot say you have a successful ministry. Why them young boys want to challenge me on that? I thought that was... I thought we'd just get some likes and some amens. Two young preachers who want to think more the- theologically had to come back me on that and try to challenge me about Hosea. I said, let me explain something to you. They said, where's your scripture? Where, where, you, you, you're giving us this good, this, this good quote, but where's your scripture? I said, well, let me tell you something. I said, I hate to tell you this. I can read my Bible backwards, forwards, and front ways, this ways, and the Bible does not always give you a verse for everything in life. So sometimes if I see something close enough to me that I need to pay attention to, then I learn from it. I'm not that dude that got to put his hand on the stove if I know you just got yours burned. And I tried to challenge those young brothers to understand that while you always debating and want to question everything, you're going to continue to get your hand burned because you don't want to listen. So time and effort. The old rappers used to talk about half-stepping. I hope there's nobody in here half-stepping. Because if you're halfway committed, then you're going to get halfway results. You can't bake a cake and put half of it in the oven and half of it not. You're going to get half of the cake done right, half of it done wrong. That's called half-stepping. But let me get with this strategy. What is your strategy for growth? Because in this particular text, when they looked at the tree and saw it wasn't growing, they said, we could do one or two things. We can try to fix it because we think it's worth saving or we can cut it down because it's a lost cause. I believe we need to follow the first rule first. Let's see if it's worth saving. We're talking about people too now because there's some people that have come in and out of these four walls. We got to sit down and say, well, I wonder why they left. wonder why they don't come as much. Maybe we can reach out and touch them. Maybe we can fix what happened. That's fertilizing. We're going to see. But then there's some folk, they done got up in their mind. They don't care what you say or what you do. They ain't coming back. So guess what? We got to stop fertilizing. We got to move on. We can still love you. And we still got the door open. But fertilizer got a cost. It takes time. And it takes effort. And we're going to focus on the ones that want the help. Amen. Somebody will get mad with that because they're going to say, what about the one? We just talked about the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just went. We went looking. We had fertilizer. They said, I don't want it. And that's fine. God can love you anyhow. But what's your strategy? That's the question. Do you have one? 
Because there's areas in our life that we have undeveloped. Amen. There's some untapped. We wouldn't know how good Michael Jordan was if we never put a basketball in his hand. There's some people in here right now because you've never put a basketball in your hand or because you never put a pen in your hand. We don't know how well you can write we, because you never got behind the microphone. We don't know how well you can speak. But what's your strategy? Because when you've been living as long as we've been living, when we've been churching long as we've been churching, we should be further along in some things. We, 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 see, we, we shoot ourselves in the foot when we, sit, when we proudly say we've, we, we've been around 100 years, 130 years, 150 years, and then people look back at us and we're still bickering and arguing over silly stuff. Over where, over, over where to put the hymn books or, or, or who got the fans or just silly stuff. And, and, and we've been around too long for that. So what is your strategy? See, the worst thing you can do is not have a strategy for your life. I've been around long enough to know this, is that in the church, a lot of people who don't have a strategy in their own life want to come in the church and be in leadership. Somebody said the devil is a lie. You can't do that. You got to get right out there before you can come here trying to lead something. That just makes common sense. Somebody didn't get there because they want a whole lot of amens. I'm going to hit you where it really hurt. Would you ask a broke person to grow your portfolio? <laughs> Anybody raise your hand. Because if you do, I'm going to make 15 minutes to set aside after church. <laughs> Nobody raised their hand. So why would you want somebody who does not understand the strategies in their personal life to try to lead you somewhere? I think there's a scripture for that. It's called the blind leading the blind. So you don't want to fertilize. Bible is clear. We're going to give you time. We're going to help you. We're going to do the first. We're going to help you. We're going we're gonna to get the dead stuff from around you. Because sometimes stuff won't grow in your life because you won't get rid of the dead stuff. And some of that's relationships, friendships that are dead. You got somebody that every time you go to tell them a good idea, they shut it down. Then maybe you need to clean that up. And get some new fertilizer because that's a situation that's not pouring into you. But watch this. This is how we're going to tell if you've arrived emotionally and spiritually. Because I've heard folk who claim to be Christians say, let them say that to me one more time. <laughs> and I'm going to knock if they buck. I'm going to cuss them out. Here's my question. Have you checked yourself for your growth? Because if somebody can still push that button that you got to get hostile, that you got to get violent, I want to ask you what work have you done to prune your tree? When you, when, you've heard people say it, that person made me cuss them out. That person made me ball my fists up. Come on now. 
That's an issue with that. But wait a minute. We're going to wrap this thing up because there's a danger in that growing. You know the one thing about fig trees and with any tree, with any plant, with any church, any home, any job, is that when they're planted, and you're in this church, you're planted here, you're in the same place as everybody else. You're getting fed the same thing. You're getting watered the same way. But there will be some who will grow. And there will be some who will just sit there and never grow. They'll just sit there and just sit there and sit there and never grow. That's problematic because the problem is that person would have you believe it's the atmosphere. How can you have 10 trees in the same soil getting the same sun and the same water? Nine are growing and one is dying. Could I suggest this to you? It's not the atmosphere. It's you. It cannot be that you work on a job where you make the same money as the other people around you and you are the one that's always driving a raggedy car, always getting evicted, and that person has two homes, a vacation home, and several cars in the garage. It can't be the atmosphere. It has to be you. There's a danger in not growing. Stop looking at the atmosphere and start focusing on yourself. I'm done. But before I finish, I told you I had this popcorn up here. I thought about this, and I think Pastor Mike, one of my colleagues, uh, that I could just share his whole story. Awesome, awesome story, brother out there now uh, getting Stella Awards, number one songs all around the country. And when this brother first started in ministry, didn't have a who nor where. Now that brother got one of the biggest ministers in the country. And he was sharing this story about this fig tree. And he pulled out the popcorn. He said, you know what? I got to share something about the popcorn. He said, because I know everybody, anybody here have a pop popcorn? Yeah. I, I don't want you to miss this. And when you pop popcorn, first of all, one thing you got to do is you got to have the bag on the, on the proper side. Because if not, you're going to burn your microwave up and cause a major problem. I don't know why, but I'm just telling you what I know. Um, so you put the popcorn in the microwave. And now, I don't even know if they tell you a time. They used to tell you do it two and a half minutes. Or, now they tell you to let it pop until, you, until the, uh, if the popping gets about two to three seconds apart. And you don't hear any popping. Watch this. You put the popcorn in the microwave. You put the time on. You hit start. You, and within about a minute, you start to hear popping. 99 times out of 100, I don't care how many times you do it, if, uh, it, it invariably, when you open the bag, there's going to be some seeds. Yeah. Some, some seeds in there that didn't pop. How does it happen when you were under the same pressure? You were in the same temperature 
you were in the same containment. It's proven my point. Is that sometimes when you're in the same atmosphere, when you're in the same temperature, when you're surrounded by your brothers and sisters, 99 of them are going to understand what it means to pop. But one of them little stubborn jokers is going to still be there because they did not want to pop. I hope I'm at a church, the, uh, uh, Reverend Jones, that, that, that just knows what it's like to be popping. Maybe, maybe, maybe I won't be too hip for you, but I want to be at a church that knows what it's like to be on and popping. Because there's a message in that to learn from us when this fig tree was given time, either grow, will fertilize you, or cut it down. I don't know about you, but I want to be here for a little while. So I I might need a little fertilizer. Some of us might need a little extra fertilizer, and that's all right. But but, but don't cut me down. Give, Give me a little bit of time to grow. Give me a little bit of time to breathe and do the necessary things that we need to do together to get to that point where when they come, back because somebody's going to come back through that door. They're just going to want to be nosy. I don't know. But what's going to happen is they're going to see a good thing going on. They're going to see some fig trees that weren't growing before. Now they're growing. They're going to say, maybe I shouldn't have left. I left too fast. Let me come on back. Take a sit there. There's going to be some new folk that come through that door that they ain't never seen a fig tree before. So you got to be careful how you present yourself. Don't be that foul fig tree now. We want to be them smiling fig trees with a smile on our face. Willing to hug somebody that comes in with a broken heart. Willing to fertilize somebody that needs just a little extra love and attention. But when there's that one that just won't pop, it's all right. It's all right. No harm. No foul. You know how you can get to that spiritual point where you can let people go and be themselves? When you realize this. And you, if you haven't heard me say anything that made sense to you today, remember this. Nobody in this room or on this phone has a heaven or a hell. So let them be whatever they're going to be. And you get back to worrying about you. Amen. Amen. Let us stand. Amen. Amen. The danger of not growing. I'm so thankful to be around folk that want to grow. Amen. Amen. That want to grow. Amen. If there's one of the sound of my voice, you want to receive Christ into your life, please come. We always